Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Pour a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary. But be careful you don't spill it, happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Hello and uh, welcome to the 15th Dimland Radio bonus show episode. I've only done 15 of these, or given you 15 of these, and the little music you heard at the beginning there, well, that's uh, because instead of doing an actual anniversary show, which this would have been had I, uh, you know, got my act together and got a show going, uh, this would have been the 10-year anniversary in march let's see march 13 2010 uh, i started doing dimland radio on the ztalk radio network did i introduce who i was oh this is jim dr dim fitzsimmons remember i'm not really a doctor i just play doctor online there i got that out of the way so uh this uh, bonus episode you're going to hear is show number 266 it's from March 12, 2016. Huh? You doing your math? That's the six-year anniversary show. So you're getting a bonus show that is an anniversary show, even though I'm not actually doing an anniversary show for my 10 years of doing this thing. Okay, on the show, you will hear me talk about um, it being the sixth anniversary <laughs> That's what I start with, and some other stuff I go on about. You know, you know me, I tend to go on. And then uh, it's also the show in which I talk about the first time I went to a Minnesota Skeptics meetup, the actual meetup. I went to a newbie night quite a while before that, but this was the first time that I showed up and met all those skeptics. I have a Dimland Radio ARG. has to do with... Uh, shortening songs so you get the album version of a song and then you get the single version of a song or the radio edit they take out like i don't know 30 seconds so they can put another ad in apparently i don't like that uh and then i talk a bit about uh seven of nine from star trek voyager Uh, i'd written a blog for the Warehouse Fine, which is the official blog of Nostalgia Zone. It's a comic book store I work at. And I wrote about uh, when um, Star Trek Voyager got interesting. Because Jerry Ryan started on the show as Seven of Nine in the uh, painted-on clothes. And, you know, it got interesting. Uh, And I acknowledge I'm a dirty old man. Uh, then let's see. Uh, I do uh, uh, a movie recommendation, which is uh, to a YouTube video. Uh, well, it's, you, you find it on YouTube. Oh, well, you can't anymore. You could four years ago. And it's uh, Pete Townsend's concert uh, live from the deep end from 1985, I believe. Uh, you might be able to find it somewhere else. It was pretty cool. But I decided this year f- to celebrate my 10-year anniversary by not doing a show but you will hear this bonus episode which i will start with no further ado it's show number 266 of dimland radio uh, from march 12 2016
Enjoy. This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Hang on. Wait for it. Oh, happy anniversary. There happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, thanks, guys. For a cheerful toast and fill it. Happy anniversary. Oh, gee, but wait. be careful you don't fill it. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Oh, happy anniversary. Oh, come on. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy no, anniversary. Oh, no, no, really. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, <clears throat> okay, the reason I played that, uh, this show goes up. What, March 12. Uh, it is my 266th show. That's not exactly a milestone number. I don't know why we have milestone numbers. We just arbitrarily pick them at like 50s and uh, ends in 5 or 100s and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, it's a, it's, it, I played that anniversary song because it was March 13, 2010, that I started doing this little this little show and it's grown into uh, an empire of well it's still a little show but <laughs> uh, I it's it's kind of surprising that I could manage to come up with something to talk about each week hopefully somewhat interesting to the listeners and not not and I'm not too annoying uh, you know I don't know uh, but it helps if you've spent a, a good portion of your life doing a lot of talking to yourself. <laughs> so, you know, kind of prepared me for the show. But uh, I should say that, uh, 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 you know, a thank you to... Uh, well, let's get this table adjusted. So it stops making noise. Um, you'd think I'd have this stuff ready before I get started, but I don't. Uh, I'd like to thank you know Z Talk Radio. Yes, I still think that uh, virtually all the the content of Z Talk uh, shows are questionable. They certainly aren't very scientific. Uh, but uh, the people involved, as far as I can tell, are all sincere. Uh, there's there isn't anybody that uh, seems to be uh, you know there's no John Edwards Edward types. Uh, on there, James Von Prague types, which, who, in my opinion, those guys and, and Sylvia Brown, they knew, they know, they're, they don't really have any kind of abilities, but there are people on ZTalk who think they do, and one of them is the kind of the boss, and that's Scotty Rourke, and uh, I'd like to thank him. He's uh, he, 
he's he's surprised I've stuck it out as long as I have. <laughs> he's, he they wanted to have a skeptical show on, and when you know, you know, six plus years ago, when I was thinking about doing it, and people were saying you should do it, uh, Scotty said, "Yeah, that's a great idea." You know, they they didn't even have me do an audition or send a tape. What's it going to be like? No, they just said, ah, "Give it a shot." So I did. And uh, I've been doing it for six years. So thanks, Scotty, for giving me the the venue. And uh, I, you know, I don't even know if he does much on the Buzz anymore. Um, I haven't caught any episodes of the Buzz for a while, uh, except I do hear before my show starts on Saturday nights. I usually come into the chat room uh, sometime after ten thirty. Uh, I make an announcement on Facebook that the show will be going on in twenty minutes or twenty five minutes or whichever. And then I get the server open so that I make sure the show plays. And and so I'll drop into the chat room and I'll see what's playing. And a lot of times it's really kind of cool because uh, don't tell anybody this. Uh, Don't tell, you know, Scotty. Keep it it under your hat. But um, a lot of times on Saturdays when I come in, I, I can see the playlist of what has been played in the, the few hours leading up to when I get there. I can see what shows have played. And it's it goes like Dimland Radio, Big Picture Science, Big Picture Science, Dimland Radio, Big Picture Science, Dim, Dimland Radio, Dimland Radio. You know, it's, it's, it's like, like for hours. It just That's all that's been playing. And that's cool because it's I, I, I've been told, somebody said, that they call Saturdays Science Saturdays, but I don't know if there's any kind of an ad for it for Z Talk that says you know Science Saturdays. You know, catch Dimland Radio at 11 o'clock Central, and uh, right after his show, it's Big Picture Science. Which, by the way, it's two shows, Big Picture Science. Uh, the way I got it set up, uh, Chris Davis, who used to be a Z Talker, I don't know if he's doing the show again or not, but uh, he used to be in charge of getting uploading. The big, to- uh, the big picture science show and making sure it was set up. And the way he did it is the way I do it. Uh, one week, you know, the new show is the first one that'll play, and the second show that'll play will be the new show from the week before. So you just kind of push it back, you know. So, so to- tonight when this show is done, there'll be a uh, you know big picture science, and that'll be a new show, or the one that they put up this week, and then following will be the one that was on first last week and then happens next week that's if I stay on top of it and I try to do that get on top of it and get make sure that I get the programs set up properly I you know because they're really good big picture science is a really good science program it's not it's not dry it's not overly technical it's it's very it's it's good science communication to learn about some real science and once a month they dedicate a show to skepticism and they look skeptically at things, and they call it their skeptic check, and that's pretty cool. So you should check that out uh, if you're an insomniac type and uh, are staying up way late on a on a Saturday night. Uh, also, I think yeah, is it this week? Yes, it is. It's this weekend that you're going to set your clock ahead. So a lot of people and 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 they were being called out. They would have. Uh, you know, they have a picture of share saying turn back time, you know, set your clocks back. And some people might have been posting that to try to mess with other people. Uh, but you don't set your clock back an hour 
this weekend. You set it ahead an hour. Spring ahead, fall back. And I saw some other uh, graphic setup that was angry about having that hour stolen. I said, well, I don't worry about it because I'll get it back in fall. Just, you know, it evens out. You know, just it evens out, man. It just evens out. Don't don't worry about it. Evens out. So, a good idea. If you're listening to the show, just as soon as I'm done, set your clock at an hour. Even though they say do it at 2 a.m., but you might not be up at 2 a.m. I might be, but you know, you're not. You might not be. Uh, so, well, so a public service announcement from Dimland Radio. It's just remember to spring ahead, unless of course you're listening to this uh, uh, after. Uh, the air date, which is March 12, 2016. Hard to believe it's going to be 2020 soon. I was just... This occurs to me. Um, I, I wanted, A band I really like, it's a local band called Jayhawks, and uh, they got together at the beginning, I think in the 80s, and they've been going, and they're kind of alt-country rock sort of band, and uh, they're very good. And I, I, I'm sure I'm behind a couple of albums on them, uh, but the the last new album I bought by them was a, uh, I think it's called Rainy Day Music or Save It for a Rainy Day or Rainy Day. Okay, geez, I think I know it. But um, it's a really good album. And I was I was just listening to something on it the other day, and I looked at the date of the album, <laughs> two thousand three. <laughs> the album's already thirteen years old. How how is that possible? Is that possible? Not thirteen. Yeah. It's 2016. That's 13 years. How is that possible? I it's it's it's. Yeah. The album's just a little bit older than my son. Well, depending on when it was released during the year, because my son was released in uh, uh, August of 2013. Astrologers, put your charts away. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, six years doing this show. I'll keep at it as long as I can think of something to talk about. So I was racking my brain. That's what to talk about tonight. I actually do have something. I've got a couple of somethings. Uh, this was interesting. I finally, finally, finally uh, got together for a meetup with uh, the Minnesota Skeptics group that uh, that I'm a member of. Well, at least on Facebook. And finally got together with them. I don't know for how long they've been doing this, but they. Uh, they get together at a uh, the second Thursday of every month, and they meet up at this deli in Minneapolis, and then you know they they, they you know get there at five o'clock, and you know between five and eight or something like that, and hang out and have something to eat, and then and then for those who want to, they'll head across the street. There's this bar over there. They'll head across the street and just you know have drinks and talk and and just enjoy company of of people who are uh, are skeptically minded. That's that's nice. It's it's you're not likely to hear somebody telling you about what their astrologer said, or their homeopath, or naturopath, or any of these people. Uh, which is it? I'm not saying they're bad people or anything, but you know, as a skeptic, when somebody starts telling you some stuff that isn't so based on on real science. Uh, you kind of, it's, it's just, it's, it's, you have to practice your, uh, it depends on the situation. It depends on the person. Sometimes you can call it right out. Sometimes you just, you can't really say anything. You just have to, hmm, ah, okay, hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> I do that uh, a fair amount with the, uh, the guy that uh, 
you know, the chiropractor next door to the office that I'm at. Really nice guy. He and his wife, they're very nice. They do the acupuncture and, and the uh, and the chiropractic, uh, which suggests to me that he might be what's called a straight chiropractic, which is the one that believes that there's energy in your body, this kind of nonsense. Um, oh, and I was saying, just to swing back on myself, not hearing the, the, the buzz, Scotty's program, uh, the flagship pro, uh, show of this of the station, the one that's that the, I think I think Dimland Radio is the second longest running show on Z Talk. I think second to uh, uh, the Buzz. And <clears throat> anyway, sometimes I'll hear the Buzz before my show when I'm getting set up. And let me tell you, <laughs> it's not easy to listen to <laughs> because people making claims, and it, it's just it's. And they, and they are so declarative that, yes, this is how it is. And it's a, how could you possibly know that? You know, it's a, whether it's talking about spirits or ghosts or uh, psychic powers or anything, how could you possibly know that? It, there's, there's, it hasn't been established to actually exist. We don't, we don't even know if ghosts are real, if they talk about ghosts. But there's a way that, it, that, they, that people who are into it and believe it, they talk about it in such a way where, yeah, I know. I know it. I know this. And, and I said, well, how can you know that? You know, I always scoff when they, they talk about experts on ghosts. Well, how, could, how can there be an expert on ghosts? We don't even know if ghosts exist. How can you be an expert on something that you don't if you know if they exist? Now, ghost folklore, you could be an expert on that, on all kinds of ghost stories and legends and that kind of thing. That you can be an expert on, but, but you can't be an expert on something that, that we don't even know if it exists or not. You know, so so I hear that before I start my show, and uh, and I'll also hear. And this is what used to be when I ver very first started hanging out at the Z Talk chat room because my friend Scott Roberts had a show, and I'd start hanging out in the chat room, and Scott would warn everybody, "Okay, Jim's a skeptic, or Doctor Dim. You know, that's how I go in as Doctor Dim. He's a skeptic." He's cool. He's a friend of mine for a long time, so he's going to ask questions and he's going to make little statements. But he's a good guy. Don't you know, gang up on him or anything. And people tended to like me, I guess, uh, because I wasn't I wasn't overly challenging. I just was interested and I wanted and I'd ask a few questions. And then I, for a while there, I just kept saying, because the use of the word energy was just so. <laughs> It, and it's still, it's still being used so damn often. Uh, I, I will say things like, you know, I would, in the chat room, I would say, please define energy. What does that mean? And I, I actually, actually to the annoyance of, uh, of one of the show hosts that had a show on this station for a while, in the, back in those days, uh, he said, you know, I think he, I think he privately told me, can you just, you know, cool it with the constantly asking that question? And, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But still... I mean, if I had a dollar for every time the word energy was misused, just misused, not used, I mean, it's used a lot, but misused is almost as much as when it, as it's being used. If it's being used on ZTalk, if it's not on my show or in Big Picture Science, uh, chances are it's being misused. I know, it's kind of a blanket statement. I probably shouldn't be too declarative that way, but it just seems like that's kind of how it is. So if I had a dollar for every time... I mean, I'd, I'd have, I think I'd, I'd have plenty of uh, money. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, energy is is uh, uh, is the measurement of a, of an, of a thing's ability to 
to do work. And I'll I'll post a there's a um, Brian Dunning who does Skeptoid.com. He does the Skeptoid podcast. He does also some videos a video series called In Fact. I'll try to remember to uh, on the show notes to post a link to his uh, his In Fact video on energy, you know, new age energy. I think is what he calls it. And uh, and he explains all this the technical stuff. <laughs> It's 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 nicely done. Again, it's not too it's not dry. It's not deeply scientific. I mean, it's scientific, but it's not you know over your head kind of thing. You don't have to be Stephen Hawking to be able to figure it out. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, so let's see. Where was I headed? Okay, yeah. I finally did something. I went to this meetup, and because uh, I realized, well, it's a Thursday is one of the nights that I usually I regularly usually regularly have off. Um, sometimes I work, it's, you know, and work has been very busy lately. Um, we have been getting new accounts and, uh, and we've been trying to hire people to get our supervisor freed up from filling in positions. And I've just had somebody put in his notice today. And so that means I'm going to have to fill that position. And we got, uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> and a lot of times I help out if I can, uh, but it gets, it gets tiring. So Thursday I had a night off. And I knew that was probably going to be the case. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to talk to Amy. I said, do you mind if I go to this thing? She said, oh, no, go right ahead. And uh, it'll you know, it'd be nice to be rid of you again. <clears throat> and I tease her. Uh, um, so I decided to go and meet up with the folks. Um, and I let them know through the, through the Facebook. I, I, you know, I told them, I said, well, I, I think I'm going to be there. So I got a few likes. Uh, so, oh, good, it'll be good to meet you, and that kind of thing. They're, they're you know, I was just, I was wondering how it was going to go. <laughs> um, I'm, 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 I'm pretty good in social situations, but I suppose I'm, I'm like most anybody else. Uh, if it's a, uh, if I don't know the people, and it's a first time kind of thing, eh, it can be a bit unnerving. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard just to walk up and say, well, here I am. Uh, it is kind of difficult to do that, which you kind of have to do in this situation. You kind of have to walk up and say, well, here I am. So um, I, st- I started by parking way far away <laughs> uh, because I-, I wasn't as familiar with that part of Minneapolis. Uh, I mean, I-, I Googled where the place was. I-, I was confident I'd be able to find it. But I thought, I- I'm not sure where to park, and I don't really like parking on the street. At a meter downtown, I don't really like doing that. I prefer to park in a ramp or in a park or in the lot. Um, to, I don't know why. It's just, I might pay a little more or something, but it's just I just prefer it that way. So I ended up parking not all that far from where I used to work when I worked in downtown Minneapolis, and uh, <laughs> I hiked eight blocks or something like that, and not little short blocks, um, you know, fairly lengthy blocks. And I walk fast when I walk downtown. I I walk I haul, you know. I haul ass, so um, that's what it, it's. So I'll get to the rest of it after this break, huh? Some a reason for you to hang around. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Doctor Jim Fitzsimmons. Uh, I'll be back after this break, so just sit tight.
<laughs> We're scaring up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. <laughs> I'm a paramedic, and it may sound silly, but a lot of people are afraid to call 911 when they're experiencing uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest. Instead, people risk permanent damage or death because they're afraid they might get a lecture. To learn more about heart attack warning signs, call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit us on the web at AmericanHeart.org. Oh, Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, so I finally go to a skeptics, Minnesota Skeptics Meetup, and uh, I get there, and I walk in, and look around. Okay, uh, am I going to know them? Because it, they don't exactly have a big sign set up saying, we're skeptics here. It, it's, it's just you kind of look around and see, do I recognize anybody? Uh, and I and I did, uh, you know. There's a there's a, a little section off to the off to the right as I walk in, and I look, and there's a, there's several people sitting over there, you know, like three or four tables worth of of, of people, and um, so I look down and I and I say, oh, ooh, I think I know him. I said, oh, oh, okay, and there's someone else. Okay, that's them. So I go over, and I kind of stand there. And, I mean, I'm, I'm getting there. I don't know about seven o'clock, a little after, and I just kind of, and I just kind of start to say hi. And uh, fortunately, um, I mean, you know, Maddie Love was there. Uh, Maddie, uh, you you'll recall if you were listening last week, I played her segment about uh, what it means to be a skeptic. Her, her talk on that, the little six-minute talk that she that she graciously let me play here on the show because I thought it was so good. And uh, and and I'd let her know that I was going to be there. So, you know, so she sees me and she recognizes me, because right? she and I had met once before. She was, uh, you know, at the, on that Minnesota Atheist Radio 
show that I was on. So you know, we had, we had met before, and so she she said, "Hey, you know, Jim Fitzsimmons is here. You know, Dimland Radio." <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> I'm being announced by my show, and and then some people they turn and they see me. Well, come on in, soon, you know that kind of thing, and uh, so I sit. And I think, it's hard to remember now, but there was maybe 15 or 20 people all together there. I didn't talk to everybody, didn't get a chance to, but um, uh, I talked to, let's see, let's. Uh, I wrote it down. I wrote. I talked to Maddie, of course, uh, and then there was uh, Melissa and Ted. Uh, there was uh, Joel and Brandon and Craig and Tim and Beth, a little bit to Tim and Beth, and a little bit to Craig, not so, not so much, but that was toward the end of the night. And uh, so I ended up talking uh at first i sat right down and uh melissa and ted they're married and they were sitting you know next to each other and i sat next to uh, with maddie on the one side and so i sat and we you know melissa asked me right away she says okay have you found jesus and accepted him as your personal savior and i said well i well, it's not like I found him. He was kind of thrust upon me when I was born, but uh, no, I, I lost him a long time ago. Now, I will say this, and it's just, just I know it was it was done, it's a joke, you know, just to get a little, you know, snicker out of me, but, you know, being a skeptic doesn't necessarily mean being an atheist. You know, they're not necessarily the same thing. Uh, there are plenty of atheists out there that really could use a good dose of skepticism. And there are some skeptics that hold some sort of religious or spiritual belief. Yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. Um, Hal Bidlack is probably one of the, among the skeptics, probably one of the better known skeptic who has uh, some belief in God, however modified it is from you know the typical Christian belief. Hal Bidlack was a was a politician, a military guy, and, and, and he was a, a congressman or something in Colorado or somewhere. But um, and he's a reenactor too. I think of uh, Hamilton or oh I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so he's one. And 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 uh, my Facebook friend Kitty Mervine, who um, you know she's she's listened to the show on occasion, and, and she's she says she has you know some belief. So it's not they're not necessarily connected always although as you become more skeptical of you know, of the you know the, you first you're skeptical of the claims of UFOs and Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and ghosts and psychics and then you start as you start finding that the magic that it's not magic and you start and if you you know some people stop and they don't go into the religion area but those of us that keep going and start being you know skeptical of what we were taught about whatever religion we were brought up in and then we start being skeptical of that and that can lead to being uh you know that agnostic stage um or well you know it's i mean i'm an agnostic atheist i don't know that there isn't a god but there isn't a god you know i say that all the time uh <clears throat> on my show anyway or anyway Say that so it being agnostic means that you just you're just not certain, and it's probably not possible to ever ever to be absolutely certain that there is no God. But there is no God. <laughs> I mean, it's not very likely, is it? And that's a something you come to as you go through skepticism. So, and that can. So her question was, you know, obviously I knew it, she meant it as a just kind of a joke, an icebreaker kind of thing, and, and that was fine. 
but it just it just to, it tap it it hits the the line with the toes on the line just a little bit of being you know it's, it's, there was a there was a there was an issue with a, there's a, a major skeptics convention that's that's kind of advertised as a skeptics convention but some years ago um, a fellow that was you know part of the skeptical movement uh, had questioned the the tone of you know all the advertising for it all the things made it look like it's an atheist convention he says well why don't we just why don't you call it an atheist convention it's not it's what you know and he got some he got some pushback on that so but and i see i saw his point and i agreed with him and i thought yeah, well, you're right so anyway but but mainly <laughs> melissa started telling me about um her and Ted, the house that they're in, is a is a is a house right out of the Money Pit, the movie The Money Pit. And apparently, the guy that had owned the house before they did thought he was a handyman. Didn't pull any permits, didn't uh, do any inspections or anything, and he just did all kinds of refitting of the house and stuff, and just did it all badly, all terribly, all just awful. And it's and they're just like they find they get one thing fixed and they find that they have to fix something else, and it's just on and on and on. And I and I said to him, I said, you know, because I they're not, they're Facebook friends, she and Ted, and I said, weren't you guys moving somewhere? And they said, yeah, we're moving to Massachusetts last fall. They haven't been able to do it because of this house. They have to get it together to be able to sell. So, so eventually they'll make the move, which will be kind of a bummer because then they won't be at the, you know, the skeptical meetups. They'll have to do the Massachusetts ones, or just commute. Uh, anyway, uh, so that was cool. Talked to them, uh, and uh, and then uh, uh, Joel came in. He sat with us, and you know, and at some point Joel said to me, he "says I, you may not know this, but you and I are Facebook friends." You know, because I think we kind of uh, you know, must have met each other through the Minnesota Skeptics Facebook page. So I said, "Oh, okay." So when I got home, I checked it. I told, "Yep, there he is." So that's cool. Nice guy. Everybody was everybody was very nice, very welcoming. Uh, I was going to make the joke that they were all jerks, but they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. I was going to start off. Oh, they, you never met a bigger group of assholes. No, no, they were all great. But there was one person I haven't mentioned yet, and uh, he wasn't. No, no. He was the jerk. No, 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 no. He was quite the opposite. Uh, I, was, I was saving him because he just, uh, he's, it was Travis. And Travis, I think, is, uh, um, he's, he's one of the organizers or the organizer of the, the, of the meetups and, and, and that thing for the Minnesota Skeptics. And uh, you, you, a more gregarious guy I don't think you'd ever meet. Very friendly, very upbeat, very outgoing, uh, very warm and welcoming. He was just, I mean, just, he really was, <laughs> and 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 enthusiastic, and just you know telling jokes and being just you know, uh, it, just having those uh, those traits that makes somebody a great host, that kind of thing. So I I had come in and I was sitting, I was talking, and and at some point, and I'm not sure who it was because Travis was sitting at the other end. It's like three or four tables going down, and there's a bunch of people, and he was sitting at the one end, and I don't think he heard that I had come in. Uh, that I'd arrived. I think he was busy in a conversation over in the corner or something. And <clears throat> I don't know who told him I was there, but it, I think it might have been Maddie. It just kind of said, hey, Travis, you know, you know, Jim Fitzsimmons is here. And uh, it might have been her. I'm not sure. And he looks over and he says, he is! <laughs> and he jumps up and he comes across, you know, just he grabs his beer and he just comes over to the other end of the table, you know, to where I'm sitting. And uh, and it's a good thing he, there was a table in between us because I, I think he might have hugged me. I don't, 
maybe he wouldn't have. It might have been one of those big warm handshakes. But he might have hugged me, and you know how I am about the hugs things. <laughs> I, I'm okay with them. I mean, if you insist. But, you know, just, you know, not too lingering. Uh, anyway, so he comes right over, and I was like, okay. And, and uh, he sits down, and he starts talking, and he's, uh, he's telling me that, uh, that my show, this show here, that's been on for six years, it was one of the first uh, skeptical-type podcast shows that he'd listened to. It wasn't the first, but it was one of the... And I, I'm looking... Really? <laughs> and you know how I've said this before. It always it always sends me for a little bit of a loop or just kind of pushes me back a little bit thinking, somebody's listening? What's up? What? You know, which is what I want. I want people to listen. But it, 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 I, you know, I'm not acting, this isn't some kind of, you know, false humility or something like that. It just really, it just really sends me for kind of a loop. This is like, wow, somebody listens. And, and he was pretty enthusiastic about it. Now, he doesn't catch it every week, but we're busy people. It's kind of hard to get, you know. And but he's he you know he'll he'll catch it when I put it into the uh, to the archives page at that ztalkradio.com. You go to the archives page and there they are. They're they're all there, and or most of my shows are there. There's a couple few that are missing, but pretty much all 266 shows are there. And <clears throat> this was the thing, and he told me about this, and I had to I had to I had to ask him about it again just to make sure that I had it right. And this was the thing that just really floored me. Uh, he, he, he started listening to uh, a podcast called uh, Science Talk. I don't know if it was a radio show or pod. I'm sure it was a podcast, and, and I'm not sure how long ago that was that he was listening to it. And that was a, a, a put together by Scientific American. And Scientific American is a, is a publication, a magazine, that goes back decades. It's been around for a long time. And uh, they had a show on PBS that was hosted by Alan Alda, which is fantastic. Great science communication for the masses, you know, just to, to understand, uh, to get a, a feel for how great science is and, and how, how exciting and interesting it is. And how exciting and interesting the real world is without having to bring in, you know, ghosts and UFOs and demons and all the other kind of stuff. It's just the stuff that we know about and can learn about, it seems it's more interesting. And then we find new stuff. So anyway, uh, so that's a good show if you saw it on PBS. Uh, I have not listened to the Science Talk podcast. But listening to that for Travis led him, he found out for listening to that, I uh, hope I have this right, he he found out about the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, which is the second longest-running skeptical podcast. Uh, it's it, it just by a weeks it missed out being the longest-running. The skepticality was the first regular, you know, weekly or bi-weekly. I'm not sure how skepticality was doing it. Um, podcast that focused on skeptical topics and. And people who, you know, scientists and that had those kind of guests and had uh, that would talk about skepticism and, and that kind of stuff. And the skeptics out of the universe, you know, I've talked about that before. Those guys really do it well. They're they're up on their stuff. They talk about science. They they have it down. And 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 it's it's just I listen to it every week. And that's one of the podcasts that uh, I had to because uh, I came into it late. I had to go back and listen to. All the back ones, right? And it took a long time to get through them, but I finally did. And so, I, now I got to wait each week for a podcast. 
and it's they're they're worth it. They're really good. Uh, you know, they 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 don't pull punches. Uh, I don't I don't think they're very that they're insulting toward people who believe. But uh, you know, maybe people who believe might be a little more sensitive to that than I am. But uh, it's still worth even if you believe in psychics or whatever. They're still worth listening to. And who knows? Maybe they'll convince you that hey, you could be wrong. Because you could be. I could be wrong. It's, it's, it's something you always need to keep in your mind. So, he listened to that, the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And through listening to that, uh, we, we figured it must have been iTunes, because he said he was listening to these stuff on his, on his iPod. It, there was a suggestion of, you like this podcast, you might like these. And it directed him to uh, the Skeptic Zone. And Skeptic Zone is sort of the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe Australia. Um, it not, but it's not a carbon copy of it, although I haven't listened to much of it. I've heard some of it, but not much. Um, but it, it's, it's uh, run by um, Richard Saunders, who's kind of a big deal in the skepticism, skepticism movement, especially in Australia. But he's also you know, known around, around the world. And Dr. Rachel Dunlap, she was on the show. I mean, she might still be on the show, but I think she's living in America now. But uh, <clears throat> what that doesn't mean you can't do a show because of, <laughs> of wonderful technology made possible through science. Skype and all this stuff. You know, what you're doing, you know, Trisha is sitting out in Colorado listening to the show. You know, to this some, you know, some, you know, Nimrod sitting here in St. Paul, Minnesota talking about this. Huh? Anyway, so the Skeptic Zone is a fairly well-known podcast, at least among skeptics. Here's the part that floored me. Travis said, the other one, he said there were two shows it suggested. One was the Skeptic Zone, the other was Dimland Radio. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, it's, I, I, I want people to listen to the show. Uh, I try to get the word out about it through Facebook. I, I don't do much about it, but you know, try a little bit here and there. And he, I, I said, I was, I was flabbergasted. Really? How could, how? If it was iTunes, how did iTunes even know? I'm not on iTunes. How would they, how would, how would whatever he had know about this show? I, I don't, but, but he listened. And apparently he liked it enough. <laughs> and I, I was telling Amy and Hayden about, about it uh, when I got home from work today. And, uh, you know, Hayden said, oh, you're a celebrity. And it's well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there was no fanfare when I came in. I mean, come on. Of course, they didn't know exactly when I was going to be there, but yeah, please, you know, since <laughs> I do this little thing here, I've done it for six years, a little fanfare, huh? Maybe, huh? <laughs> uh, of course not. Um, I, it, it was, it was really fun. We went over to the bar. I had, I had one pint of beer, and <laughs> I can't. I'm not kidding. Today at work, this morning, I was feeling kind of. It, there was something, something about how I was feeling it. It was kind of weird, and then I realized I'm just feeling just a little bit hungover. I said, really? I'm just a little bit hungover. I, I, I found that surprising <laughs> because I had one beer, well, one pint, which is a little bit more than a beer that I would normally drink. Like when I do the show, I usually have a beer with me. Although today I do not. I have a, I have a cup of orange juice, but. 
a regular bottle of beer is, is 12 ounces, a pint is 16, so that's like a, a third more beer. But I, it was weird. I said, why do I get this? <laughs> anyway, uh, it was great. Uh, I think to everybody there was terrific. I hope that some of them listened to this and are happy that I was nice to them. And and, <laughs> and I and I do want to go back. I'll go back and uh, try to get there earlier so I can have something to eat. I didn't I didn't eat and I didn't eh, you know. And I and oh and here's the thing. I parked like for, like like forever away from the place. And when I left last night, I stepped out of the bar. I looked straight across the street, and there was a parking ramp. I said, ah, could have parked there. <laughs> All right, I'll be back shortly. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Ah, it was a great, it was a great time. Great time. <laughs> To Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. On the go and missing another one of your favorite ZTalk shows? Now you don't have to. Simply go to the Google Play Store on your Android phone and download the ZTalk Radio app. The best part is, it's absolutely free. That's ZTalk Radio. Only found in your Google Play Store on your Android phone. Download it today. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Okay, did you hear that? <laughs> that was uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm working on a new kind of segment for the show, uh, and that what you heard just right there that little scream, uh, that uh, it's going to be a Dimland Radio Arg moment, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna work on putting together some kind of a sounder for it. I'll use that scream, 
and I'll probably just record a little bit. But why do I want to do that? It's it's kind of related to the pedantic moment, um, but <clears throat> it's more of uh, those moments in time uh, in 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 my life uh, where something happens that just it just gets under my skin and it makes me want to make that sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's a, let's play, let's play the scream again here. Let's see what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it, it occurred to me to do this. I was listening to the Adam Carolla show and Adam was singing the virtues of this particular song that he really likes and it's a song called senses working overtime and that song that you know it's by xtc and the song that was just playing as we were coming out of uh, this break here i was just playing well i wasn't playing well you know what i mean that was senses working overtime by xtc it's a great great song just it's a great song and adam kroll is right it's a great song he loves the song and so he's so he's he, on his show this was just uh, last week uh, he was talking about how he introduced his uh, nine-year-old son to the song. Uh, but he heard some crappy crap song that what he considers to be crappy, and I think I kind of agree with him that "Tainted Love" by Soft Cell. Or, ugh. But he, they had just heard that, and he says, "Oh, okay, you know, and, and he was able to call up that song or whatever. Since it's working overtime, says, "Here, here, here! Listen to this." All right, now what makes me say arg about it is that. I don't know why, but record companies want to shorten songs. Sense <laughs> uh, is working overtime, as it is on the album, and the album is English Settlement, was released in 1982. 82? 34 years ago? Holy crap. As it is on the album, it's perfect. It's just, it's, you can't, how could you improve on it? It's such a great song. I wish I could play the whole thing for you, but I can't. But uh, I'll, I'll link to uh, I'll link to the song so that you can check it out. So Adam's playing the song, and he's talking about what he likes about it and all this kind of stuff. And he gets and I and I knew this was out there. I knew it was out there because record companies like to release the singles for these songs, and that was a song that they released as a single. But what they like to do is they like to shorten it a little bit. They take a little bit out of the song and I mean why they took out and I figured it out it's about 15 seconds worth of the song they is uh, 15 seconds are removed from the song why it's just what another 15 seconds really you want that much more time to get it sneak in an ad which is probably why it's just what's the difference it's it, the song is perfect on the album why did you mess with it and I, I'd love to ask Andy Partridge, who wrote the song, what he thinks about that. He says, and they cut it out, <clears throat> and it's it, Adam directs the attention to this particular part of the song. He says his favorite bit of the song, which is the bridge of the song. And the, there's the lines, oh, I hope I get them in the right order. Um, let's see. Uh, and uh, uh, birds might fall from black skies... And bullies might give you black eyes, and buses might skid on black ice, 
but to me it's very very beautiful so that's that's the segment of the song and it's really done well and it has a build to it and it it just fits perfectly in that part of the song and it's great and adam was right this is great and then he, he's playing it and he's, he's pointing out the segment and what happens is you get the line and birds might fall from black skies and bullies might give you black ice but to me they're very very beautiful they drop the part where buses skid on black ice i mean it, it's you know partridge's lyrics are fantastic He's such a, he's such a good lyricist, and it's, it's just loving you. Black skies, black eyes, black ice. Isn't that? I mean, that was great. It's a little triplet of lyrics that work. Why did you take one out? And then, this after that bit, the song goes into a little instrumental instrumental fill, where the where where uh, Andy Partridge, who's doing the singing, he follows along with the guitar line that's playing. And and he does a falsetto kind of a scat, you know. It's a do 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 boo boo do boo do. You know, he goes that. That's not exactly how it went, but that's the sound. And he does that along with with the with the guitar line that's playing. And just about the middle of it gets clipped, so it it, it, it takes it goes it jumps. And for me, who you know who's so familiar with the song, the album version of the song, it's just it's it's jarring. And I just, I don't know why. Why does that have to happen? Why? <laughs> and and the thing was, I wish I would have been sitting there in the studio with Adam as he's as he's extolling the virtues of the song, and I could say, but that's not that's not the best version of the song. Why do they do that? And that's 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 kind of why I want to do this segment, which which is introduced by that uh, that oh that scream, yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I want to do it. It's just, oh, man. <sighs> anyway, uh, let's see. How much time have I got? I blogged about this on uh, the Nostalgia Zone, um, uh, the official blog of the Nostalgia Zone called uh, Warehouse Find. Now, <clears throat> and I admit it in the blog, so I know I'm a pig. Uh, it, it's I, I wrote about well here let's just get start from the beginning uh, for the last uh, couple few months I've been watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine now it's it's not the best of the Star Trek series as is it's the fourth one fifth if you include the animated version that was on briefly but uh, I don't um, I should, but you know, because I think Shatner did a voice on there, and maybe even um, uh, DeForest Kelly, I think, did a voice on there. So, eh, well, doesn't matter. Uh, so, Voyager, the, the story of, of Star Trek Voyager is, or the premise of it is, is through some super technology being uh, out in what's known as the Delta Quadrant. You know, uh, Star Trek all takes place in the Alpha Quadrant, or most all takes place in the Alpha Quadrant, and the Delta Quadrant of the Milky Way Galaxy. It's all part of the same galaxy. The Delta Quadrant is way the hell out there. And somehow, through some super technology, the Voyager spacecraft, uh, the Starship Voyager, is pulled from the 
uh, from the Alpha Quadrant way out there to the Delta Quadrant. And, you know, instantaneously. And, and uh, along with a, with a, a group of uh, rebels that they were chasing, they were pulled out there too. So these, these two, you know, the Federation people and these rebels, they call themselves the Maquis, they have to join forces and somehow find their way back to uh, the Alpha Quadrant, which, because it's so far away, the 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 uh, the uh, not the Enterprise the Voyager starship would t going at full tilt would take seventy years to make it back. Now it's uh, it's I enjoyed the series. I hadn't watched it since it was originally aired. It started it went on the air in nineteen ninety five. It, it uh, went off the air in twenty oh one. So I hadn't watched it since then. And I as I said I've been watching it now on the on the Netflix. And uh, the first three seasons, you know, they're okay. And I mean, the show's not, I mean, it's, it's like, it's not Next Generation, which is the best. Don't let anybody tell you the original series. The original series is, is fantastic for what it did. And, of course, without that, you wouldn't have Next Generation. But Next Generation just works so much better for me because that Captain Picard is, is the captain. Well, <clears throat> third season gets there. Uh, they are we, we well those who are versed in the Star Trek lore know that the Delta Quadrant is uh, is is um, infamous for one species called the Borg, which are a humanoid machine species. You know they're cyborgs, and they assimilate other humanoid cultures and societies and peoples and bring you know they assimilate they just make them Borg. And that's how they advance in their technology, and and they're very formidable. They're very powerful, and it's a t tough enemy. They're very frightening, and they came out of the Delta Quadrant. So now, you know, so people watching Voyager know that the Borg are going to get involved because they're in the Delta Quadrant. Well, season three, the Borg start to get involved. By the end of season three, there's this terrible other species, and they, there's a number designation for it. I can't remember it. That is interdimensional. It's come into the, the our dimension, and it's even more powerful than the Borg. So the Voyager people and the Borg team up to defeat this this species, so to push it back into its own dimension. I won't go through the whole thing, but the, there was a liaison between the Borg and the Voyager crew. Uh, that was a, a female Borg, designated Seven of Nine, and she is. <gasps> <laughs> she's played by Jerry Ryan and uh, she ends up being part of the crew of the Voyager she gets deborgified and she oh man <laughs> uh, statuesque blonde just you know big eyes big naturally full lips and ample breasts I know I know and I'll tell you the first episode where she is in the silver form-fitting outfit I, I can't I, I can't tell you how many times I said god damn <laughs> just just kept like god damn <laughs> uh, anyway I and I also had some interesting uh, observations because uh, since she was bored she didn't have to eat they get their energy elsewhere so she didn't poop or pee she she had to be taught how to eat again how to use a fork how to eat food she's gonna have to be taught she's gonna have to be potty trained She's 26 years old. She had she'd been a Borg since she was six. So, <laughs> it's 
she's going to be taught about this. She's also going to be talking about, you know, about the, the, you know, the women's stuff, you know. She's going to learn about that. And she's a virgin. And I think they do explore that, the sexual side, because how could you not? <laughs> anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, all right, before I dip into the most into being just gross um i do have a, a movie recommendation it's not a movie movie it's a it's a concert uh film thing uh from 1985 it's 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 pete townsend live from the deep end i will link to it it's on youtube so you can watch the whole thing it's like an hour and a half and it's from 1985 so it features some songs uh from his album um white city a novel he, it also features uh, a guest band member for him. It's, it's it's Pete in this band that he's put together, and the lead guitarist uh, that plays along with him is uh, Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Dave Gilmore worked with Pete uh, on some of the album uh, White City, and uh, so it's it's just great. It's just you know it's I I love watching musicians just being great at their craft and playing, especially if I like the music. If I don't like the music, it's kind of hard. <laughs> But I really like it. I think Townsend's great. He's just, he it's it's he starts off with the song won't be won't get fooled again. He screws up the lyrics, <laughs> but you know so he does uh, not because he's messed up or anything. He's this is he's gotten past his drug use, his uh, alcohol problems. At least he had a little relapse later, but at that point he'd come out of some really tough times uh, as far as that went. And I just think it's very entertaining. So uh, Pete Townsend. Live from the deep end. I think it's got some really good, good, good stuff on there. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, what do you know? Got to the end of another show. That's six years in the book. Let's see if I can do another six years or whatever. Uh, who knows? Uh, I'll keep doing it as long as I'm interested and, and, and at least two people listen. Uh, thanks again to the Minnesota Skeptics. Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio at the ZTalk Radio Network. And uh, I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. And I'm reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.
What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. 